0: We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to BetterFantasy.com SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up today to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home, for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome in to the, well, I mean... After championship edition of the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Rod Gomez, and we are wrapping up fantasy football for 2021. And And look, maybe not, maybe you have a week 18 uh, matchup, but if you don't and you are now listening to this and your football season is over, your fantasy football season is over, uh, congratulations if you're a champion or uh, if you managed to be like me and got Jamar chased out of the championship, um, then I I feel your pain. I feel your condolence, or I offer my condolences. And just know you folks are not alone, and I am not alone today. I have got Griffin Kerzias. He is the co-founder of Top Prop Fantasy, longtime SGPN supporter. We're gonna talk about some stuff and and hash out these 2021 feelings we got. But Griffin. Welcome to the show, and uh, thanks for joining me, but How'd you do in your leagues, by the way?
1: Thanks, Rod. Really appreciate it. Actually, for the first time, I won my college league. It's been, I was always like the, I'd call it like the 2015 to 2021 Yankees of, I'd have a great regular season, and then I'd choke in the playoffs, so I, you know, always got a lot of smack talk from my friends, um, but finally came through, had a big game from uh, from Rashad Penny, so I'm riding very high right now from that one.
0: Outstanding. So you managed to dodge the chase bullet, yeah?
1: I I luckily beat Jamar Chase last week. So he won the third place trophy. There you go. Um, And then Devontae Adams, Rashad Penny really did it for me yesterday. So I can ride into the sunset tonight here on Monday Night Football.
0: Nice, nice. Well, here's the thing. I've got a 24% chance still in this league but i have deontay johnson going and they've got pat Fryermuth going so unless uh Friermuth does not do a th- single thing tonight and deontay johnson goes off for like 30 some odd points 35 points uh i will have to settle for second place but i will say that to get into this madness i needed 22 points from miami if you recall uh a couple of weeks ago got 25 from them so I'm not counting myself out of this yet. I have a feeling that um, I'm probably out of it, but still I can hope for a big night from big Ben in his last night in Pittsburgh, right?
1: Hey, Deontay Johnson, that's a good matchup. He, one of the most targeted players there is have to feel good going tonight. You definitely have a shot. 24% don't, don't sell yourself short
0: here. Uh, you know, it's better than a 1%. So we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. Again, uh, keep Pat Fryermuth out of the end zone and just give every... I want Deontay Johnson to have a Jamar Chase kind of a day. Uh, that's what I want out of it because I want some comparable... And look, this is a Monday Night Miracle for a lot of folks probably who have Deontay Johnson in their lineup. Uh, yeah, so. All right. Well, we're not here to talk about that. We'll do that on Thursday, actually. Is that, that's when we'll do the lamentation. Uh, I want to hear people's sad stories because we all need to vent, and by then, I'll definitely have my own. So we are here today uh, with Griffin. We're going to talk about some 2021 fantasy heroes and some 2021 fantasy disappointments. Uh, again, not all of these are either one. I mean, these are names that are that came through for you big, and, and some may let you down along the way that we consider heroes, but um, we're going to talk it through. As we always do, we're going to put three minutes on the clock. Griffin and I are going to go down 10 names and uh, just talk about each of these guys. And and not just in 2021, but what we can kind of expect going forward in 2022 out of some of these. So uh, Griffin, are you ready?
1: Born ready. I'm excited. Let's do it, Rod.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. Three minutes on the clock. Let's talk about first. Uh, And, and look, so when we talk about these guys, I'm talking about them kind of uh, in comparison to their ADP. Um, cause a lot of times these, these guys that helped you out, a lot of them were not necessarily drafted as high as, as you would expect them to be and how they finished, uh, going into the final part of the season. So, uh, we start first with Jalen hurts, Jalen hurts average about 12 quarterback, 12 coming off the board, 96 overall. So still a starting quarterback, but I feel like he far exceeded, most people's expectations uh, and finishing up this season. So Griffin, let's talk about Jalen Hurts. What, what did you, was he a hero to you or or uh, did you see him more of, of a disappointment?
1: Absolutely hero. He comes in as QB six on the year. He's the classic guy that he was the late round quarterback. And every single week he's incredibly consistent. He's not the guy that has his 40, 50 point weeks that you know Mahomes might do in a, in a larger league or Josh Allen but he consistently gets you 20 he keeps you in the week so he's him and Josh Allen are both tied they've had over 20 points 11 out of 16 weeks in comparison Brady had only nine of those weeks so again he doesn't have any stinkers or very rarely does very consistent and given where he went like you said draft slot 12 for quarterbacks no brainer he was a win
0: he was a win and it was really because I, I think his legs gave him so much more of a floor than I thought was actually going to be the case. I didn't I was not very high on Hurts coming into the season only because again, I hadn't seen it out of him really consistently. Obviously, we know Carson Wentz threw a giant blanket over whatever Hurts could do and then when he came in, he showed okay, but you know, when people can game plan for him and whatever, but he, he did prove, obviously, that he, he outperformed his ADP. And, and like I said, Griffin, his legs, I think, carried <laughs> quite literally him into the position that he, he ended up in at the end of the season.
1: Absolutely. And one thing, there's always a lot of smoke with the quarterback position in Philly. There's always the smoke with Deshaun Watson, possibly even Russell Wilson. So that always depressed his ADP quite a bit. Um, and, and I'm sure, Will, going into next year, same scenario of what will they do is hurts the long-term answer. It's hard to know, but no matter where he goes, even if he goes to theoretically Houston and is in with the worst team, he still have very similar production of outperforming ADP. I think it's virtually a lot that he'll be in a very similar situation of coming in and being a QB1 at a very depressed cost.
0: And and the fact of the matter is that he came in and since week eight, they won seven of the last nine games, including what the last four in a row. So it's it's he's doing the things that he needs to do uh, as a starting quarterback that most other quarterbacks are not doing this season, um, be it through injury or or what, just poor play. Hurts uh, definitely is one of those guys that I think even next year uh, that we can expect to see good things out of and continue it. Like you said, even if it is not with Philly, which I'm pretty sure it should be. Um, But this is a guy that, where do you think he even goes in drafts next year?
1: I totally agree with you. I think it's going to be a scenario where he falls into that QB 10 scenario again, and he's going to exceed expectations once again, where it's, you know, I'm just looking at some of these names. Like I think Joe Burrow and Herbert will go ahead of him. Matt Stafford probably goes ahead of him. I don't know if he should. I think it's a lot of the, again, he has the big games, but as we've seen, he has his three, four interception games that really take you out of weeks. So having a guy that you pick up late with Hertz, who's just incredibly stable is, you know, like you said, Rod, with his rushing floor, um, it's incredibly attractive if you don't get the, the high-level quarterback.
0: Yeah, and you can still wait for a guy like Hurts a little bit because you're right. I think his ADP will be a little more... I mean, people will be on him, but maybe not the average fan. But tell you what, you said the name that we're going to move on to next, and this guy is not going to be. Uh, his ADP will not be depressed. In fact, I have a feeling that he will be one of at least the top three quarterbacks off of the board uh, next season because fantasy is nothing if it's not recency biased. And the way Joe Burrow has ended this season is going to be not forgotten when it comes to draft time. So um, Joe Burrow, especially over the, the last stretch here, has absolutely made a name for himself. He has become a fantasy hero. Uh, and when you think about it, he was drafted just outside of Hurts with the top 13 pick. So still a number one quarterback, but by and large will not end or not be that way again next season. Am I right?
1: You are absolutely right. Back-to-back weeks of 400 yards, four touchdowns, He's absolutely balling like you said. He's showing every reason why he was expected to be one of the next guys, why he was the number 1 pick. And, you know, as you look to next year, he obviously has the weapons to do so. Potentially two top 10 wide receivers in, you know, 2022 drafts. Obviously, Jamar Chase will probably go somewhere in the 4-5 range. T Higgins will be on that fringe top 10. Um, with the running back as well, with Mixon, it's Absolute no brainer that he's just really coming into his own and is is just a an absolute star in this league.
0: I mean, look, you could potentially see, and and what maybe I'll even be aiming for next season is grabbing Chase. Depending on where he goes, I mean, obviously, you know, maybe in a league like the one I was in for my home league, my belt league, where I, I really did not get off the ground. I lost uh, a couple of the guys that we're going to talk about here in a little bit, and and uh, could never really recover from it. Maybe I can have a chance to grab Chase and Burrow uh, on the same team. That is a stack that I feel can carry you to a fantasy championship if you can manage it.
1: That's dangerous for everybody else in the league. I mean, you, you'll have your weeks where Burrow will get you 30, Chase will get you 30. I mean, just like what happened, you know, this past week. And those two guys by themselves will win you the week, Rod. Oh, absolutely.
0: So that's the thing. So, I mean, you, when you look ahead next season, I, I again, Burrow is going to be, I, I feel like, got to be in the top three conversation, if not the top five. Uh, Really, you can still put Mahomes in there. You can put Josh Allen in there. Um, But I think you got to put Burrow right back up in there. So, uh, But okay, where do we see Jamar Chase? Obviously a first-round talent. First five picks maybe next year?
1: So in terms of wide receivers, um, you have to put Cooper Cup. He has to be number one for wide receivers. Um, After him... Devontae Adams is an interesting situation. Obviously, he's a free agent. Aaron Rodgers kind of up in the air. If Rodgers, if they're both around, you know, Devontae Adams is too. If not, he probably drops a bit. Um, After them, you know, Chase is probably right there with the – I'd probably put him a bit after Tyreek Hill, but probably right there for wide receiver four with Stephon Diggs. I think that's probably the right range. Uh, Like you said, with all the talent in Cincinnati, and him breaking Justin Jefferson's record for most yards, there's no reason that he doesn't have... Oh, and I forgot about Jefferson. Jefferson has to be above Chase too, but he is right there for wide receiver four, wide receiver five going to next year in my book. What, what do you think? Yeah.
0: I mean, again, it. I, I feel like you're going to have to grab him in the first round because, like I said, recency bias is a thing, and people are going to remember the last few weeks of this fantasy football I season. Am. So, yeah, I have a feeling that you're going to have to want to... If you want him, you got to go get him. Like, this is a situation where you got to get your guy. And uh, he's going to be that guy. So, um, all right. Somebody I don't think you'll have to fight very many people over and has quietly, I will say, Griffin, been a fantasy hero in a lot of people's rosters. Uh, maybe not so much lately. Again, recency bias being what it is. But he has uh, been in a lot of games where he's given you some some decent fantasy production, especially down the stretch. Um, but James Conner, uh, coming in at uh, PPR... Uh, why am I there? It is the PPR uh, running back number eight. Uh, and and really, he was drafted way outside of that, even if he was drafted at all in some cases. Uh, 34th running back off the board, 92 overall. But, uh, did you have any exposure to uh, uh, James Conner Griffin? And if so, was he a hero
1: for you? Regrettably, I didn't have any exposure to James Conner, he absolutely crutches ADP. A lot of it was, one, he he got the touchdowns. Um, You know, he he got all of Arizona's goal line work. And two, naturally, he went off in the weeks that Chase Edmonds was out. Um, So I I do regret not having some James Conner exposure. Uh, But these past few weeks in the playoffs, him being hurt, and then, you know, Chase Edmonds coming back certainly hurt those guys who rode him. But, hey, he, he... Brought a lot of people to the playoffs with that performance, uh, that that month stretch without without Jace Edmonds.
0: Yeah, and and really, you know, when, when you looked at the the situation going into the season with between him and Edmonds, um, you know, and even what, with Kenyon Drake being gone, you're like, oh, it's it's all Edmonds. And then all of a sudden, here comes Connor. People had forgotten that Connor was good in Pittsburgh. Uh, unfortunately, he just fell on some hard times and got injured. So when he came to Arizona. And, and again, like you said, with, with Chase Edmonds being out for that month, he just crushed it. And he definitely put a lot of fantasy teams on his back uh, and, and pretty much got people where they needed to go, like you said, into the playoffs. Um, you know he turned in against the Rams with that twenty-four point day, Chicago seventeen. You know he had double-digit fantasy points four, one, two, three, four, five, seven seven weeks straight, is is until he you know got hurt in Detroit. So, uh, yeah, I mean you got to figure that if you if you had him and played him, you definitely got farther than you probably thought you were going to get with him. Uh, and he was probably even a waiver wire pickup in some leagues as well, but now he's definitely not. And so next year. What how does this play out? Does Edmonds have to be gone for Connor to have value again?
1: It's a good question. So Connor's a free agent. He probably gets more money after have you know, he was left for the dust, like you said, Rod, and he's certainly proven he still has value. And you know, the Pittsburgh O line is a disaster and you know Najee's showing the same scenario. So theoretically, if he returns to the Cardinals, his TDs likely regress. But hey, he'll still have value. You know, even when Edmonds was around, he was still averaging in half PPR, call it 11.2 points a week. So that went up to 22 when Edmonds was out. But hey, he still will have value. You know, he's still kind of in that low RB2, high flex type role. And there's no reason that would change, you know, if he returns to Arizona, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, is he going to return to Arizona? is chase Edmonds going to be a, a casualty because you know, any more we see under contract. Well, yeah, we've seen contracts come and go uh, with yeah, these right. guys. Yeah. It's just a matter of whether the team wants them to keep them or not. So uh, yeah, this is going to be an interesting offseason for the Arizona backfield, but they're not done yet. They still got games to play. So we'll see how this plays out uh, as well. Maybe this is an audition for next season. Uh, although somebody who has already uh, auditioned well, for next season and who you talked about smashing ADP Griffin. This guy absolutely demolished his ADP, which was like a hundred wide receiver, 107. uh Yeah. And in a, in a standard 84 and a PPR, but Hunter Renfro, he benefited from not from no Darren Waller. That that's absolutely true, but he had fantasy value in and of its own right. And he continued to be a, a productive, uh, wide receiver week in and week out. So, Hunter Renfro, I think he belongs on the hero list, if nothing else, for just that
1: alone. Absolutely. He came in from the waiver wire on most leagues and most teams, and he shot right up into being a consistent week in, week out wide receiver, too. He gets touchdowns. He catches six, seven, eight balls a week. No brainer. He was an absolute smash in ADP. Like you said, the Waller factor helps a lot. Um, unfortunately, the rug situation left some targets to be available. Uh, People in the biz, you know, and in, in, in the fantasy space were obsessed with Brian Edwards. That never really happened. Uh, so that left a lot of opportunity for, for Redfro and he more than took advantage of it.
0: Took advantage of it and took a lot of people, again, to the playoffs. Uh, this is a guy that if you did grab him off the waiver wire, uh, was was just a, an outstanding pickup for you. Uh, but if you did manage to draft him in the later rounds and, and you didn't even have to hang through very long because he came out of the gate with five uh, double-digit fantasy points games in a row, and then just crush it down the stretch, you know? 20 against Indianapolis uh, last week, uh, 28 against Kansas City, 19 against Washington. So, again, consistently putting up gigantic point totals for you week after week after week. Now, next season, though, with Darren Waller possibly coming back uh, from injury, I'm sure he's going to, but it's just a matter of how much Darren Waller we're going to get. Uh, and maybe they go address the wide receiver position in, in the offseason. I mean, are we looking to Hunter Renfro again to be the same kind of guy that he was this year?
1: You know what? He seems like a guy who would be undervalued in, in, in future ADP because he doesn't have the wide receiver upside that people look for. Sure, Waller will be a factor, but there's no reason the production shouldn't be similar in my mind. Um, The targets will still be there given the coaching staff is, you know, they bring in an offensive mind for Carr. Carr clearly has a connection with Renfro. It's working. I think there's every reason to think that he'll continue this trend going into next year.
0: You know, and that's got to be a lot of faith we put in Derek Carr as well, because we've seen Carr get a little frustrated in these games. We see his face. We see his mannerisms. He's not getting what he wants out of his offense. And I mean, granted, you know, when they win games, it's fine. But even winning tough games, it looks like it's taking a toll on Derek Carr.
1: You're absolutely right. It'll be an interesting situation. It's so funny with Renfro, though. I, 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 have, to, I have to share this. So, you know, I live in, in the New England area. And right when he was going out for the draft, obviously the big career Clemson, you know, won the national title. Everybody here was just raving to say he's the next in line to be Edelman and Welker um, so everybody was so disappointed that he, you know, he got drafted by, by the Raiders. And it really just feels like he's in that same line of being that slot receiver that doesn't have the athletic profile, but Hey, he makes it happen. He knows how to get open and, you know, he knows how to kind of sit in the zone cars going and that that's very transferable, uh, in my mind year over year.
0: I think so too. So yeah. And again, Hunter Renfro could still be uh, one of your roster guys in this championship uh, weekend. So if he helped you get one, uh, congratulations, and he definitely is a hero to you. Uh, well, let's move on. We don't show tight ends a lot of love on this show, and it's not really because I don't think it's worth it, but only because, I don't know, it feels like week to week, you never know which tight end is going to be a hero. But uh, if you drafted Zach Ertz uh, and and were patient enough to stick with them through the rough times in Philly, uh, once he got to Arizona, all bets were off and he actually became a fantasy hero for a lot of folks. Um, again, he was drafted I, I, not even as a tight end too. he was drafted as the 17th tight end off the board. Uh, but he came in, got you some good weeks. I, I, if you streamed him, you were happy, uh, you know, especially the last three weeks with double digit fantasy performances, which is tough out of a tight end. Uh, but your take on, on, uh, Zach Ertz, Griffin, was he good? Was he bad? Uh, what, what are we thinking?
1: You're absolutely right. He's a, he's a win. It was one of those scenarios where folks were going in with, you know, you, you drafted Ertz at his lowest point in ADP because you weren't sure that in this Philly Goddard situation and you, you took that risk. You said, I'm going to invest in Zach Ertz. He gets traded, which was always kind of a potential. There's a lot of talk of it on, honestly, for years, and he became, like you said, a, a, a tight end one week in, week out start once he was traded. Uh, he's a target hog. He, you know, and even since Hopkins goes down, now he's averaging, since Hopkins went down, 11 targets a week. He's, and, and he hasn't even been doing it on, on, on touchdowns. He's, he's doing it entirely based on, on production. So he's been an absolute smash in ADP, like, like you said, Rod.
0: Since week 14, five catches, six catches, eight catches, seven catches. That's just his catch total. Most tight ends that we talk about on this show don't even get that in target volume week after week, unless you're Travis Kelsey and even George Kittle hasn't gotten it that much. I think we're going to talk about him later, so I don't want to spoil the the punch, but I mean, you know, that's impressive for a tight end to get you that type of of production week after week, especially now in in this wacky world of tight ends. So, um, one Griffin does, does he stay in Arizona next year Two, does he remain effective in Arizona next year?
1: I think it's likely he's effective in Arizona next year. Yeah. I mean, he's still... Has in the tank where everybody, you know, was calling him washed up and he's proven he's still he's you know He still knows knows how to break some tackles. I mean, he's not the peak, you know 2018 zackerts, but can he be a low end tight end one? Absolutely
0: All right, we have finished the first five we are gonna come back. We're gonna talk some disappointment Like I said, everybody loves to, to shed a little grief on the situation. So we're gonna do that We're gonna talk about five uh, fantasy disappointments for 2021. So maybe you can lament with us, uh, stick around and come on back for more. I absolutely know by now that you are always ready to win money and boost your odds. Well, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. As always, you get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. So get in now on all your favorite teams, players, sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and so much more. And of course, WinBet always brings you brand new bonuses. Right now, if you bet $5, you're going to win $400 in free bets. Plus, it's the Shaq's Funhouse trip in LA. You could win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in LA. If you bet $20 on WinBets, build your own bet feature, you earn a chance to win a once in a lifetime experience for the big game. You and three of your buddies will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse, two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet a Win Las Vegas sportsbook and a $5,000 travel credit. What a hell of a trip. What a way to spend the big game. So make sure you get in on that now and get in on all our promos, odds and payouts. It's happening all right now at WinBet. From booster parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? I know you are. Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. It's a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. So bet big. Win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com. As always, we're brought to you by PropSwap. It is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The NFL playoffs and college football championships are around the corner, and PropSwap has the best odds on all football futures. If you see a ticket you like but you think the price is too high, submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself. And when you use the promo code SGP on your first deposit, PropSwap's going to double it up to $500. Double the cash. Say it with me. Means double the odds. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale, and thousands of buyers visit Prop Swap every single day to find the best odds on future props and parlays. This week, Derek from Colorado, Mister Derek, I want to meet this guy. He purchased a Georgia college football championship ticket on Prop Shop at odds of minus one twenty. It's a gigantic discount compared to the Sportsbook, who currently have the Bulldogs at minus 150. So if you're not using PropSwap, you are missing out. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. we are back with more of the sgp and fantasy football podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network rod via gomez griffin curzius oh man why did i trip on that coming out of the break curzius uh, i'm sorry griffin as somebody who has a last name that so many people so many people can't pronounce i feel your pain
1: i'm used to it by now i just roll with the punches with curzius <laughs> it's uh it's, it's a tricky one. As, as you know, once people see the Z, they get intimidated.
0: <laughs> it's like a hockey last name where people read it and they go, oh, yeah, I'm good. I, I don't know how to, how to go about this. what is it uh, one is that's a U. that's a j that's a nope Uh,
1: (laughs) exactly just just, uh imagine for what solicitors say
0: (laughs) believe me i know i've gotten many a mail uh addressed to so many different things villa goner was my favorite one I, i don't know how they got that one but um all right let's continue on uh griffin as we talk about some disappointments now uh, and again, we're, we're kind of basing these not necessarily off of what they did for your team, my team, or maybe anybody's team, uh, but kind of based on their ADP where Russell Wilson obviously drafted to be uh, a quarterback one for your fantasy team, seventh overall. But boy, did he not end that way uh, as he way mired down uh, in 22nd place as a fantasy football quarterback. So let's talk about. Russell Wilson, Griffin, and and what happened to Russell?
1: It's incredible. All offseason, they brought in a new offensive coordinator, and everybody from the rooftops was saying, oh, Shane Waldron's bringing in his Rams concept, concepts. They're going to throw the ball a lot more. They have Lockett and DK Metcalf. They have all the weapons. Let Russ cook. It's the classic phrase that we all love on Twitter. It was finally the year to let Russ cook, and that never happened. Pete Carroll got in the way. Um, Russell obviously got hurt and came back a little bit early with the, the, the broken finger and he never really got settled. And, you know, this past week, he, he finally looked like the, the the Russ cook that we all hoped we'd see, but it it was a massive disappointment. And and I don't see how there's any way looking forward that you can feel good about drafting Russell Wilson as a QB one. If he's in the P Carroll scheme and P Carroll offense, it's just plain and simple to me. And it's
0: frustrating because, you know, this is a guy that has been a a fantasy darling for most of his career. Um, You know, again, his ADP seventh for a reason. People thought he had all the weapons around him. Obviously, that running game was never really solidified and was always in flux. So it didn't necessarily give him all that much of a basis for, for being able to be good. but. God, you know, you figure Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, like you said, coming back and being able to to catch the ball at an obscene rate, because those were the only two uh, receivers of note, to be honest with you, coming into the season. None, none of the other ones ever really offered much upside. But um, yeah, I don't know. Do you think this is Russell's? I don't want to say last season because it's, you know, it's I don't think it's his last season, but how many more seasons can we expect out of Russell Wilson?
1: It's a good question. And I'm a Giants fan, so there's been a lot of talk on Twitter about the, you know, Russell Wilson to New York. He's only 34. You see what Rodgers is doing, likely the MVP, Brady, of course. He's shorter, you know, so he's he's more mobile. So that makes it a little bit more challenging. I think he still has four, five, six more really good years in the right scheme, in the right system. So as a player, I would buy, but if he's still in the Seattle scheme with Pete Carroll, It's an absolute sell from a fantasy perspective. And it's, it's a massive disappointment because, you know, as, as you mentioned, he comes in as a a running quarterback, he, he should have kind of that running upside. Now he's, you know, preserving his body a little bit more, but he doesn't even throw the ball. He doesn't even have the, the attempts required to make him, you know, to warn him in that QB one conversation.
0: So are we drafting him in the QB one range next season, or is he just going to be a QB two and a super flex for you next year?
1: It's a. It's interesting. I wonder how he'll compare to our boy earlier, Jalen Hurts. Like I would, I would take Jalen Hurts in a heartbeat, given the same situation over Russell Wilson. Oh, bar absolutely. none. And I think Russell Wilson will probably, by name merit, be kind of in that same range. And and he's an absolute sell for me right there.
0: Yeah. I, and, and yeah. I guess in dynasty and and you know any any position where you can kind of get rid of Russell Wilson at this point, that that might be the best time to do it because. You may never get a price for him that you're going uh, to need to warrant what you probably paid for him in the first place uh, going forward. So yeah, that's a tough, tough thing. And you know, okay, look, so I'm going to move off of the quarterback position right now anyways, because uh, I want to talk about another guy that we all, I mean, this was a consensus number one overall. And, and boy, if the Christian McCaffrey managers of the world, myself included, did not just get burnt on this deal by obviously injury, which again, I get it right. Injuries. You can't necessarily chalk it up, but this isn't the first time Griffin. And I'm feeling like it may not be the last time. So where does Christian McCaffrey land in 2022 and how big of a disappointment was he in 2021?
1: If you drafted him one one and, and Rod, I, I hope, I hope your team's okay, but it's one of those. If you, if your one-on-one pick goes down, the chances of you recouping any of that and even making the playoffs is so challenging. Obviously, you know, even if you had the handcuff of 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 Hubbard, that still probably didn't do much for you. So I hope I hope that team's okay. I hope you were able to to scrap into the playoffs.
0: Oh no. That's the one where I, I finished way completely. I think I only <laughs> won two games in the season and I'm getting the first pick next week next season.
1: Naturally, yeah. That's that's what'll what'll happen at the one-on-one pick. And <sighs> it's 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 frustrating because when He's at his peak. He's one of the best players that fantasy football has seen at his peak. And like, I I wrote this down. So at his peak year in 2019, he averaged in half PPR, 25.8 points a week. This year, we're talking about how how much of a freak Jonathan Taylor is. He's at 21.6. So you're saying you're getting an extra four plus points a week with CMC. And a lot of that's with his, you know, his pass catching, of course. And, you know, the amount of touches and and sheer workload he gets. But at this point... if you're the Panthers, do you really want to give him that workload of 25 30 touches consistently? Probably not. So it's, you know, if you look at the next year, he's probably still a, you know, a consensus top 5 pick hoping that he stays healthy, but it's a tricky situation. It's 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 very much a risk reward because if, if he is healthy or even 14 15 games, you're getting great production. But you could have the situation like this year, of course.
0: Well, yeah, you could. But here's the thing I I mean, I don't even know that you can take him in the first round next year. I I don't, you know, Jonathan Taylor obviously is probably going to be everybody's 101 next year, uh, only because of, of what he's done this season and, and how gaga we went over Christian McCaffrey, uh, being the one Oh one. And you said it too. It's not even a comparison when they're, when they're right, who's the better one. But I, I, I don't know. I would rather lose without McCaffrey on my team than with him because I, I chose him again as my my first pick overall in the draft.
1: I can't blame you one bit if you want to stay clear of him with his injury history and it's it's been a lot of the running backs this year it's it's been a really frustrating year if you're uh, you know a, a running back running back type drafter and there aren't many hits in that second round sure you know I mean Jonathan Taylor in the first and then you know you might have had Eckler and you might've had in, but the large majority have just been banged up this year. It's been a really frustrating year for, for those folks.
0: Zero RB truthers are banging their chests like mad, especially because of the next guy we're <laughs> going to talk about. Let's move on to Saquon Barkley. Another one where obviously, you know, injury is a big part again, but I just don't know that Saquon ever got back fully, even at the beginning of the season when he was supposedly healthy. So uh, this is another situation, Griffin. I want to know because we already we already know. Like, this is a guy, hands down, that we can all say disappointed us this season. Um, but when we when we start looking back and, and start looking forward, what's going to happen with Saquon, and what can we do with Saquon?
1: Rod, I really think you did this on purpose, knowing that I'm a Giants fan, and just <laughs> went for the dagger right in my, my heart, and you succeeded. It's 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 hit me right in the heart. I could go on a long tangent about Saquon. A few things that I'll say is. I mean, it's an incredibly unfortunate year. There's no doubt about it. From a situation, he was drafted into a poor situation. From, if you're looking at it from a 2021 perspective, the offensive line is awful. The quarterback play is awful. The play calling is awful. And he's not the same player he once was. And you know, we always looked at kind of him being Christian McCaffrey type. He had 80 catches as a as a rookie. Remember that was Eli Manning in his you know, from his Walker, who was just throwing dump off passes. This is a different Saquon Barkley that we're looking at. He doesn't have the explosiveness anymore. And if you look into next year, we'll see if he's even on the Giants. And it's an incredibly concerning situation. And and the entire organization is kind of in a whole level of disarray right now, to be, to be frank.
0: And, you know, you don't even have the guy at the head that is going to be the guy. Look, I love Daniel Jones. I think he could probably be a good quarterback at some point, but I'm not, I have not seen that, right? You haven't seen it consistently, obviously got injured, but even when he was given the team by himself, like it's, it hasn't been what everybody had hoped for. And you as a Giants fan know this firsthand, right? So if he doesn't have the kind of quarterback that can get him there too. um, Yeah. I don't think Saquon is even a, a second rounder next year.
1: It's incredible. And on the Daniel Jones front, the most resounding positive times you hear about Daniel Jones from friends or on Twitter is when you look at Mike Lennon or or Jake from play football. <laughs> you realize, wow, look at what this guy did with everybody that is around him. And Rod, that might be me and you playing, you know, left and right guard respectively. I mean, it's it's it is ugly out there. Um, but from a Saquon perspective, you know, he looked good this past week. He finally had over 100 yards, but Devante Booker has looked better for the majority of the year. Um Devontae Booker runs straight. Saquon looks for the home run. And with our offensive line, the home run isn't there. He's hopefully he recovers fully from the ACL next year. We'll see. But he's it's a very concerning situation. And I really wouldn't be surprised to see him get traded.
0: I want to see the Saquon Truthers next season draft him way up there so that I can avoid him. I, I want, look, I don't want the first pick. In, well, okay. I want the first pick in the draft, but I also don't want like the third or the fourth because I don't want to have to make this decision between like even the McCaffrey or Barkley. I don't, I don't want that decision. So, uh, let somebody else take that off of my hands. It won't happen in the first round this year. I don't think, but, um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Yeah.
1: And then you get one picture of, you know, Saquon in July with his shirt off. And then, you know, the ADP starts rising again, as it it always does. (laughs) Sexy Saquon Barkley.
0: Better (laughs) Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. Cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way they're brand new looking to grow their early adopter community so get in on their slick app it is fun to use and one of the reasons we love it is because it also offers prop betting so if you're in a state just like me that hasn't legalized gambling yet get in on some of the prop bets on better fantasy plus they've even added a super cool bonus especially now that champions are being crowned if you can get your entire league to join better fantasy they're going to give the league a 150 dollars gift card to get a sick ass trophy. trophy from trophysmack.com how cool would a trophy from trophysmack.com look on your mantle now that you are a fantasy football champion hopefully by the time you listen to this you are so get in it's totally free to play download today for iphone and android check them out today at betterfantasy.com slash sgpn that's b-e-t-t-o-r fantasy.com slash sgpn I want to know, when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social, right? And when I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustache, tossing around bets, around a speakeasy. Well, SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io, create an account, see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus line for Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR code, and links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app, and it is purely competitive. So next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric you want. As long as somebody is on the other side, To accept, So let's get back to the roots of betting with Sobet. Go to Sobet.io slash SGPN. That's Sobet.io slash SGPN today and join the revolution. And of course, while you're at it, go download the SGPN app. It is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. Gives you easy access to all of our picks and our podcasts just like this one. And of course, while you're at it, make sure to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. One of his former teammates, as we look on now to uh, our our final two, Odell Beckham Jr. This guy seems to be on the, I don't know, on the negative side of so many stories. Uh, Again, somebody that you drafted to have absolute home run potential, uh, but really has had trouble bunting as of late. And, and of course now that he's gotten traded, I will say, yes, there is new life for Odell Beckham. Uh, but now I want to know if that's even sustainable in the next season, uh, when Robert Woods potentially comes back or if he even comes back at all. Um, but as a former Giants fan, Griffin, you can speak on Odell Beckham jr's future and, and why, why this year was so bad for him.
1: You're playing into my heart actually again, Rod. So (laughs) I'm actually going to take, the slightly different approach of he was terrible with the Browns. Obviously he underperformed ADP. There's no doubt about that. But when he, since he got uh, signed by the Rams, he's actually, he scored a touchdown in five of his last six weeks. Um, and he's actually, you know, if your team was needed him down the stretch, he's been a very viable flex guy, arguably even a, you know, low end or wide receiver too. He's kind of in that, you know, wide receiver 25 weekly type conversation. So I'm taking that different tact. I might be the homer in me of still loving the, you know, 2015 Odell Beckham. Um, but he's he's proven that he still kind of has it, in my opinion. So I think he, you know, he's still kind of the a great route runner. Is he a top – is he anything close to where he was? No. But he, he still knows how to, you know, has a knack to get into the end zone and you know, he knows how to create separation from from cornerback. So I think he's still – has potential moving into next year.
0: So, okay. It, he was a fantasy disappointment to those who dropped him before he got traded because they did not get to have the patience to see it through all the way through. I, I'm wondering how many people actually did end up dropping him uh, after that rough start to the season in Cleveland, just before he got traded. And really those who picked him up off the waiver wire thinking, Oh, well, I'll take a shot on him. Uh, much better than a, a Josh Gordon pickup and then got rewarded for their efforts. Um, I don't know. Did you see that in any of your leagues?
1: I did. And, and and the guy who who picked up Odell, you know, reaped the benefits in the bye weeks. He, you know, he started him throughout. Actually, uh, a funny stat, um, naturally, as a Giants fan, I, you know, I saw this. So in Odell's, year, you know, years as a Giant, in 50, 59 games, he scored 44 touchdowns. So that's called 74% of his games. In 29 games, as a Browns fan, seven touchdowns. So you're, that's 24% of games he had a touchdown. Since joining the Rams in seven games, he's had five touchdowns. So that's at a 71% rate. Sure, people can yell small sample size. I hear it. I think he still has a lot of game left. And I think his, his it, because of his explosiveness, his game can age well. And he's just kind of still getting the feel for playing on the Rams with Stafford. So... I'm very optimistic in, into what he can be and what it looks like. So it, it'll be interesting to see where he goes this off season.
0: I was going to say, does he stay a Ram? And if he does stay a Ram, does that make him, I don't know, around three receiver pickup around four receiver pickup.
1: It'll be interesting to see where he goes, but I think he's certainly a viable option as you, you know, try to look towards getting a wide receiver, two wide receiver, three, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, the biggest winner this offseason was his dad who was saying, <laughs> my son still has it. And hey, maybe he still does.
0: Uh, maybe he still does. I don't know. Again, one of those nightmares that I'd rather not have to worry about. So hopefully somebody grabs him before I can, I can have to make that, that decision. Uh, much like this, this next he, guy coming up. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, I was just gonna say, Rod, so you're less optimistic than I am on, on, on Odell. I don't know.
0: I, I mean, we've seen it before, and I, maybe an off season of him. Uh, and then again, like I said, it depends on where he goes. If he stays with the Rams, does Robert Woods come back and, and bite into his, his potential? Who knows? I mean, at this point. So, uh, All right, let's move on to A.J. Brown, because A.J. Brown, again... Most of these guys, yes, dealt with injury, Uh, but it just felt to me, even still, that there was weeks where A.J. Brown sort of disappeared on us and didn't necessarily give us what we were hoping for, Uh, and that was true all throughout the Tennessee offense, especially with Derrick Henry going down. Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, I don't know, never sort of broke out, and then all of a sudden he does week 16 things to you after you're probably out of the playoff contention uh, with him on your roster. So, uh, let's talk about AJ Brown and and maybe what, uh, what last season did or what this last season did for us and what next season may hold for AJ Brown.
1: It was a frustrating one for an AJ Brown owner. I, I, I own him in a dynasty league. He kind of came into the year as the number one dynasty wide receiver asset. I still view him as kind of the, a wide, you know, the third wide receiver off the board from a dynasty perspective. I, you know, I'd put Jamar and, and and Justin Jefferson above him. Uh, but the no doubt about it, it was a frustrating year. Like you said, he was banged up. I think one of the biggest issues he had, besides injuries, of course, is he never had that second wide receiver to take pressure off of him. Julio was supposed to come and be that guy. He never really filled that void. He was always hurt. Last year, obviously, Corey Davis took a lot of pressure off of, off of AJ Brown as kind of a really good wide receiver, too. So That's something that the Titans need to shore up going into next year. I know they're, you know, it looks like they might be the number one seed. So uh, I shouldn't be judging too much, but I think they're a pretty vulnerable number one seed. So that's my two cents of how they need to unlock one of the biggest playmakers in the league.
0: And he had 801 yards and missed four games. Well, four and I don't know, you want to count Indianapolis being the fifth cause he only got two targets in that game. So he still almost came in at a thousand yards. And in fact, he's still got one week to go now that we've got 18 uh, weeks and 17 games to try to even get himself close to a thousand. I mean, he'll probably only get 900 or so, uh, but I don't know. It's Houston. So he may throw up 200 yards and get to a thousand. Uh, you know, again, it's just a matter of, of uh, y- you seen him do this and you see him do it time and time again. And yeah, I want the depressed value on him next season. I want people to remember that he uh, had more bad weeks than good, even though that's not necessarily true. Uh, But that's how I want people to remember because I'll take A.J. Brown uh, toward the end of the first round and beginning of the second round if if people are going to let him slide that far.
1: I absolutely agree with you on buying low on A.J. Brown. He's an elite, incredible talent in the league. We've seen what he can do. He's an explosive. He's a buy for me next year. 100% 100% agree with you there, Ron.
0: Yep. And fantasy players, uh, you, you know, most of them, most of them, not, not the smarter. No, I don't want to say the smarter ones. Most fantasy players, myself included, even play with their heart more than they play with their head because, you know, it, it's such a frustrating thing. Fantasy football. We love it so much, but at the same time, we absolutely hate it when, uh, when things happen that we can't control. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm all back in on AJ Brown. I will forgive him. For really, uh, I I don't know that I had a roster make it to the playoffs with AJ Brown, maybe one of my sleeper rosters, but, um, it was tough. I had to do a lot of shuffling week to week. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Did you have any, any, obviously the dynasty you said, but any other redraft shares of AJ Brown?
1: I did as well. Yeah. I was very high on AJ Brown. I saw him as a potential sleeper, number one overall wide receiver, frankly, and that, right off the ground, never hit. He was hurt early on and, and, you know, was banged up with the hamstring. It never, it never materialized. Um, But I don't see any reason that potential isn't there for, for next year, honestly. Yep.
0: I concur. And I really, again, like I said, I'll let everybody else remember the bad. Um, I will be the forever optimist and, uh, and go in on AJ Brown. Uh, All right, we have reached the end of the list. Griffin, man, that was, uh, I think, cathartic in some way, shape, or form, especially the last part of it, just to get some of those disappointments off our chest. Uh, There'll be a lot more of that on Thursday when we air some grievances, but uh, hopefully you were able to find some joy and some pain through that as well, Griffin.
1: Oh, I was, and I thought of all the poor mistakes I made early on of no James Conner shares. I mean, what the hell was I thinking?
0: About? <laughs> hey, listen, you weren't alone, man. Everybody else out there was uh, uh hype and chase that except for the James Conner truthers, which I know you're out there and you can probably tweet the fantasy, uh, channel if you want SGP and fantasy and let me know. Yes. Yes. We were on James Conner from the start, but, uh, yeah. All right. Griffin, let everybody else out there know where they can find you, uh, on social media and, uh, and where they can find top prop fantasy too. uh, you know, p- pitch your, uh, pitch your sales pitch here
1: absolutely so you can find me on at professor underscore griff on twitter or or you can find at top prop fantasy on twitter so what top prop fantasy does is we have created daily fantasy sports in one of the most simplified ways so it's user versus user type engagement so rod i would play directly against you um and it's one player versus one player in the fantasy space so like if we look at tonight it's Najee Harris in fantasy points directly against Nick Nick Chubb, or Baker Mayfield versus Ben Roethlisberger. So it's head-to-head user versus user. Our goal is to focus on you know the fantasy space and make it as simple as possible to play directly against your friends. Frankly.
0: I have gotten into prop betting and propping the, for the last few months, and I got to tell you, it's so much fun. Uh, again, top prop, it's simple, it's it's so easy to, to use, and literally, I mean, you could do it against your friends and and just have a little more skin, especially now, uh, as, as far as the fantasy season being over, if you need something to do in week 18, make sure you head over there, uh, and, and then thank Griffin for it, because uh, he is definitely the co-founder and, and really uh has his hands all up in it so griffin once again thanks for joining the show my friend
1: rod thanks for having me it was a blast and avid listening to do so
0: sweet sweet all right ladies and gentlemen once again as your fantasy season come to a close want to say thank you so much for the support we're not going away we're still we still got some stuff to do uh some loose ends to tie up and and we'll keep with it through the off season but uh, if your fantasy season is over and uh and you really do want to go away please don't but if you do i i don't understand i'm just kidding all right thanks again for listening uh come back on thursday we'll have some airing grievances and we'll do some uh season and reviews for the next few weeks as well so uh, again good luck tonight if you need a monday night miracle uh and if you got it and you listen to this on tuesday congratulations uh on your championship so all right everybody we'll talk to you later and until next time let it ride